of they're off, the roar of the crowd, the thunder of horses coming down the stretch, all must be pictured vividly and accurately to an audience of millions by the sportscaster. Theater 5 presents Mr. Jack Gregson in Post Time. Mr. Drummond, as usual. Fisk? Yeah, sure. Sure. Fisk. Oh. I don't know what's the matter with me lately. I'm not, uh, not sleeping good. Dreams, Mr. Drummond? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. What about, sir? Oh, who knows? Phantasmagoria of all the nothings the subconscious can conjure up when it gets the chance, I guess. But don't you start a Madison Avenue tidal wave by running to the agency with a little tale about how I'm not sleeping well. Oh, I wouldn't do that, sir. The heck, you wouldn't. I know the agency pays your salary for wet nursing me, Fisk. If anybody wants to know, Cal Drummond's on the ball and ready to give the broadcast of his life. Sure, Mr. Drummond. Let's see. Today, uh, today, uh... You know, Fisk, there's, uh, there's so many events nowadays. Sometimes they uh, blur in my mind. Well, nobody ever handled your schedule, Mr. Drummond. Husing, McNamee, McCarthy, nobody. Dear old Clem. You know, I remember when he called the Derby wrong one year. Poor guy. That's the sportscaster's nightmare. Well, I'm not calling the Swanee Stakes wrong today, Fisk, and you can bet on that one. I'll get shaved and we'll have at it. I want to inject a little more color into the pre-race warm-up. Uh, one thing, sir. Uh, Miss Gray from the agency will work with us today. Oh? She seems competent. Well, if you say so. Where is she? Uh, in the hall, sir. I think she's a little nervous about meeting the great Cal Drummond. Well, bring her in while I get the stubble off. We're all home folks around here. Come in, Miss Gray. You want some help with this breakfast cart? Oh, thank you. Uh, Mr. Drummond is in the bathroom shaving. Can he hear us? I wouldn't bet against it. His ears are sometimes, uh, shall we say, embarrassingly keen. Uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. Orange juice, three-minute eggs, tea. Good. Is it... Is it like this every morning? It was always like this. No change. When your voice is worth a quarter of a million dollars a year to a national sponsor, you tend to lead a rather sheltered existence. Phew, that big. The biggest. But isn't this procedure a little unusual? 
Everything is checked through D.R. Marquette. Now, this approaches his idea. Uh, you might say Carol Drummond is Marquette's principal interest in life. I did get that impression, yes. Well, but as account executive for the sponsor, that's very understandable. Well, now, now we're ready to face another day. Uh, hello, Miss Gray. It's a pleasure, Mr. Drummond. Uh, Fisk says he's got you tuned in on our private little network here. Well, I hope I won't... Uh, isn't the phrase, uh, pull the foul up? <laughs> It'll do, and uh, you won't. Uh, don't worry. Uh, your breakfast, sir. Yeah, sure, sure, Gray. Uh, grab the list of entries off the nightstand, will you? In the parlance of the legitimate theater, I need a little cueing. Now, let's see here. Uh, number one, Siege Gun. Number two, uh, High Diver. Number three, Picador. Number four, Whirlpool. Number five, Red Devil. Number six, Spanish Dancer. Right? Absolutely correct. Good. Siege Gun, High Diver, Picador, Whirlpool, Red Devil, Spanish Dancer. Well, I guess we've got them firmly in the old think basket. Now, I've got a couple of ideas to juice up excitement for the audience. Your breakfast, Mr. Drummond. I'm eating it. You see, Gray, the whole idea is for the listening audience to think that they are actually at the track. They've got to see the horses go to the post through my words. They've got to feel that they know each one, that they're on the inside of this great sporting event. Uh, you get me? Well, yes, Mr. Drummond. All right, take this down. I'll want to type in caps, double-spaced. Uh, original for me, two carbons for filing and agency. Heading, uh, uh to be used in warm-up. Well... So you can take dictation, can't you? Oh, yes, sir. Miss Gray is qualified. Uh, but I, I... Here's a notepad and pencil. All right. Here we go. Today is a day of questions at the historic Swanee Stakes, as the country's finest field of thoroughbreds goes to the post in quest of one of racing's most coveted crowns. Can the all-winning whirlpool, mighty stretch-running man-of-war coat, continue his unbeaten streak against the toughest field of horses he's ever raced against? Can the coast horse, high diver... Beat the blue ribbon field in this bluegrass stakes. Can Spanish Dancer become the first mayor to win this classic? And how about the driving siege gun, rival to Whirlpool in the struggle for money-winning honors of the year? Will this become a two-horse race between these two great stake winners? Those are but a few of the questions that are in everyone's mind as the band tunes up for Way Down Upon the Swanee River. And the entire nation awaits breathlessly for the outcome of this one, one of the greatest races... All right, Gray. I guess that winds it up for now. Now, who would that be? I imagine, Mr. Marquette, I saw him in the lobby and he said he'd be coming up before we left for the track. Uh, <laughs> Enter the velvet-gloved account executive. Hello, Cal. How's the champ? Top drawer on the ball, in the slot. Any more cliches I can use? <laughs> he's a little tense. That's good. Means he's ready to give his all for sponsor and country. I guess you know uh, Miss Gray. Actually, no. I sent for her, but we haven't had a chance to get acquainted. How do you do to... Mr. Marquette. Splendid. And I trust you've had an interesting time with our boy here. It's been quite, uh, well, unreal. <laughs> you can say that again. Uh, the inside on the inside. The life and times of a sportscaster or 
journey into Zanyland. Well, here's another bit in the jigsaw that is Drummond. Roll up the sleeve, Cal. Oh, no, D.R., not that again, huh? And with a witness, she'll think we're crazy. Pulse, blood pressure, and temperature, Cal. Otherwise, we might lose the policy. Every time we go through this charade, I feel like I'm being inducted. <laughs> Here, sir, I'll put the wrapping on your arm. Miss Gray, in case you're wondering, I have to be checked out before uh, every broadcast. It's almost a daily routine. A proviso on our policy with Indemnities Limited of London. Would you believe you're looking at five million bucks in uh, my stocking feet? I, I don't understand. <laughs> Open the mouth, gal. Yeah. You see, the network sponsor and agency have a policy on Cal for $5 million. A sensible precaution and uh, pretty good publicity as well. Yeah, strictly zanyville. Yeah, don't bite the thermometer. You know, I'm uh, I'm getting so good at this, you'd think I was a doctor. All right, Cal, I'll unmuzzle you. Yeah, thanks a heap. Now, let's see. Temperature, normal. Blood pressure, normal, Mr. Marquette. And I'm normal. Healthy as they come. The insurance company can rest easy. I guess you know, Miss Gray, that Cal's All Right Folks and Here We Go is the most identifiable opening in radio history. I wouldn't say that. Norman Brokenshire's How Do You Do, ladies and gentlemen, How Do You Do is still tops. Yeah, well, don't let the sponsor hear you say that. They're convinced your major bows, easy aces, and the American album of familiar music all rolled into one. <laughs> Well, Cal, see you at the track, huh? Why don't you grab a little rest before the big event? Oh, all right. I'll play Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Miss Gray, suppose I take Cal's dictation to the public stenographer. She'll have it ready before you leave for the track. But I... Everything will be taken care of. Ah, goodbye, Al. So long, D.R. Listen, I don't take shorthand. Don't worry. That particular material is already typed out. But how could it be? Fisk! I forgot to ask. The weather. Uh, overcast, Mr. Drummond. It looks like rain. Rain? Rain. That's bad. Don't worry, Mr. Drummond. It'll be all right. It always is. Yeah, yeah. It always is. Mr. Drummond. Huh? Uh, what? I'm sorry, sir, but I noticed you were staring into space. Oh. Thinking about the race, I guess. Uh, where, uh, where are we? In the broadcast booth, sir. At the track. Oh, sure. What's the matter with me? How much time we got? Now you'll be on in about two minutes, sir. Two minutes? Where's the mic? Concealed in the ceiling, sir. The latest thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, Gray. Yes, Mr. Drummond? Did, uh, did D.R. Marquette, uh, did he give us any commercial copy? Now, we'll be using the recordings you made, sir. Master Control, feed them in. I'll signal you when we take a commercial break. Fine, but, you know, uh, I can't get used to this soundproof room. I miss the roar of the crowd. Control will feed in crowd noise under your call, sir. But it'll be modulated so that none of your words are missed. We live indeed in a mechanical age. Uh, ten seconds, sir. Well. <clears throat> well, I guess that does it. The old sound box is tuned up. 
God bless us all. Almost time, sir. Uh, just throw a finger at me. All right, folks. And here we go. This is Cal Drummond broadcasting to you from historical Swanee Racetrack, the scene today of one of America's oldest and most significant races, the famous Swanee Stakes. And ladies and gentlemen, despite the overcast and slight drizzle, this is indeed a most colorful sight as the famous names in racing in the country have gathered here for this grueling test of thoroughbreds. Today is indeed a day of questions. He really paints a word Can picture, the all-winning whirlpool, mighty stretch running he's man of Oracle, continue his unbeaten streak against is. the toughest field of horses he's ever you know, raced you against? Sound as if you... Can the coast horse well, hide yeah, I know what beat you mean. the blue ribbon field in his bluegrass stakes? I always do. Can the Spanish dancer become the first mayor to win this classic? And how about the driving siege gun, rival to Whirlpool in the struggle for money-winning honors of the year? And now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and what's this? Ladies and gentlemen, it's almost unbelievable. But suddenly the skies have cleared. The sun is out. It's as if a magical wand had been waved, and bingo, it's Sunny Dixie. This is close to a miracle, but the setting is just right. The horses are here, and we're ready to bring you the race of the year. <laughs> well, an unintentional rhyme there. Now, they're in the stalls. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Spanish dancer on the outside is being a little temperamental. Ah, there they are. There, they got the mare quieted down. She's back in now. All right, folks. And here we go. And they're off. It's Siege Gun on the rail with High Diver, Picador, Spanish Dancer, Red Devil, and Whirlpool. Siege Gun has now taken a lead of a length and a half with the other horses bunched behind him and Whirlpool bringing up the rear. But this is the style of the great stretch running champion. As they round the first turn, it's still Siege Gun, and now Picador is moving at the leader. But Johnny Hammer isn't going to the whip yet. Siege Gun is running smoothly. Picador is at his flank. Now a Spanish dancer. High Diver, Red Devil. And ten lengths off the pace, Whirlpool. Going into the back stretch. It looks like Picador is wilting under Siege Gun's furious pace. It's now Spanish dancer second. Followed by High Diver, Picador, Red Devil. And far behind it's Whirlpool. There at the far turn, Picador is dropping further back. It's Siege Gun, Spanish Dancer, High Diver, and Red Devil, Picador, and ladies and gentlemen, as they come into the far turn and head for home, Whirlpool is 30 lengths behind and definitely out of the race. They're approaching the stretch now, and look, here he comes. It's Whirlpool charging from the outside, picking up horses. This is the greatest stretch run I've ever seen. It's Siege Gun, Spanish Dancer, Red Devil, and Whirlpool. It's Siege Gun, Spanish Dancer, and Whirlpool. It's Siege Gun and Whirlpool. Siege Gun and Whirlpool. As they drive to the wire, it's, it's Siege Gun by a whisker with Whirlpool second, Spanish Dancer third, then High Diver, Red Devil, and Picador in that order. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Whirlpool lost, but it was his greatest race. And we now switch you to the winner's circle and Harry Lang. All right, Mr. Drummond, we're off. The mic's dead. Wow, what a race. Did you see that black bullet come down the track? What a stretch run. Yes, it was wonderful, Mr. Drummond. Now, uh, why don't you relax a bit and we'll get you back to the hotel? You must be exhausted. Well, I am a little, but what a race. Uh -huh. 
Right in here, please. Ah, Dr. Gray. Please sit down. Thank you, Dr. Marquette. Your performance was very realistic. You almost convinced me that you were an advertising man. Well, I had a lot of practice. The whole masquerade was rather unnerving, though. Sitting in that patient's room, I felt that I was in a hotel. And then supposedly at the track, I could almost see the horses. Well, I hope you'll forgive the unorthodox approach, but I wanted you to spend a day with Cal Drummond before I filled you in. I thought that way you might possibly detect something that had escaped me. Oh, Fisk, would you set up the tape machine? Yes, sir. I have a lot of questions, Doctor. First, why me? Well, I read your papers on extrasensory perception published by the University Press with great interest. That's why I contacted you. I see. How long has Drummond been in this mental institution? Ten years. Ever since the scheduled running of the Swanee Stakes. And every day since he joined us, Drummond has broadcast the Swanee Stakes. You mean what I saw today happens every day? That's right. A reproduction of the day when Drummond had his mental breakdown. I see. Overwork, tension, strain. It's understandable. I still say, why me? Because the race never took place that day. What? Oh, Drummond went to the track, gave the rundown on the horses and local color, and I'm told he was in great form. The sky was overcast and there was a light rain. Suddenly, the rain started to pour down and there was a thick ground fog. Visibility was absolutely zero and the race had to be called off. You mean Drummond broadcast a phantom race? Fortunately for the network, when he started to talk about the sun coming out and the perfect visibility, an alert engineer cut him off the air and switched to a standby man. But, as is the custom in such events, Drummond's call of the race was recorded. I have a tape of that recording here. But he never saw the race. Didn't he? On the following day, under a sunny sky, the race was run with another announcer doing Drummond's job. Switch it on, please, Fisk. As they come into the far turn and head for home, Whirlpool is 30 lengths behind and definitely out of the race. But They're this is Drummond. This is Drummond's voice. But the race actually happened, just as you're hearing it now, Dr. Gray. Picador did make an early move and then faded. And Whirlpool did come on in the stretch. And the order of finish was exactly as Drummond called it. The day before the race was run. But the odds on that happening are mathematically impossible. I think Cal Drummond actually saw the race, Doctor. But he saw it 24 hours. Too soon. And ever since, he's been lost in time. Every day, it's post time. Presented Post Time, written by Frank Thomas, produced and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Jack Gregson, Robert Dryden, 
June Graham and Ian Martin. Audio engineers Neil Pulse and Marty Folia. Sound technician Ed Blaney. Script editor Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastoksenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.